Hello, everyone. This is Youth for Not Independence Radio. Students for a Better Future, led by the indubitable Doreen Finkel. So we have a real crackling show tonight. We have one of our, our ace co-hosts, Ruben. <laughs> he's, he's in Iowa. He, Ruben is a big cruise fan. He's at cruise headquarters with cruise Definitely. volunteers from all across the country. These folks sound real excited. And uh, Ruben, we're passing it off to you. Go, baby. Let me, let me tell you, I got here on Saturday. Um, I was supposed to get here Saturday morning, but that's another story for another day. Uh, it was really crazy out there um, trying to get here. What happened? What happened? One of the ox threw a shoe on the ox cart. You took that nap there? <laughs> no, no. I, I, I don't know what, what happened, but there was two planes that had mechanical problems that were coming to Iowa from Dallas forward. And I basically said, you know what? I'm glad I didn't get on those planes. <laughs> yeah, wow. You know what it is? So many people are going to Iowa. The planes are breaking down, shuttling them all over there. <laughs> right. So I got I, I got here I, I I got here on on Saturday evening at 7 p.m. I arrived in Des Moines, and um, basically I've been here since then. And and Sunday I was out there traveling through different parts of the the state. I went to a a, a, a church event. Uh, in 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 Des Moines, and it was really really um, a lot of uh, crew supporters. Um, we were we've been in Ames, Iowa, where is the University of uh, Iowa State. Because what I've learned about the state of Iowa, I've never been here. You know, I've traveled throughout the Midwest except here in Iowa. You have the nor- northwest part of Iowa, which is basically very very conservative Republicans. Then you have the southern part of Iowa that is extremely Democrat. I mean, liberal. Um, and it's, it's the people that um, we've been meeting. Um, it, 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 they've been really, really nice. Uh, and it's just the only people that I've seen, Mark. And nothing against yeah. uh, any other candidates, but I have not seen anyone else out there. You mean you haven't seen any other candidates ground game with the enthusiasm and the volumes of people that Cruz has? Is that what you mean? Uh, Yeah, I'm saying that I have not, I have not seen anyone else, any other groups with banners, not even from the Democrats. That's remarkable. I mean, the only it seems like the only people here are the Cruz volunteers and supporters. That's it. No one else. You know, I can really relate to what you're saying because uh, I was up in Massachusetts helping Scott Brown for weeks. Uh, I was responsible for many people coming up from New Jersey. We had people from as far away as California that came into Massachusetts for the Scott Brown victory. And I think that was one one of the few victories we've had since the uh, Bolsheviks seized power in 2008. And uh, it it was just, to me, like you were overcome by what you're experiencing. I was overcome with what I was experiencing. 
So I, I can relate to what you're doing, you know, traveling way out of state, being with people from all over the country, but right. having the same goal in mind. So right. uh, in our case, it was Scott Brown. In your case, it's Ted Cruz. Now, just in uh, fairness to the audience, I want to say I myself am a Donald Trump fan. However, uh, I can only look at what's going on in Iowa and what the Ted Cruz game is doing, as uh, uh, the right. Excuse me, Cruz crew is doing, and I can only be impressed. I am a Donald Trump fan, but my attitude is, Ruben, if it's not Trump, it better be Cruz. Otherwise, you know, I have to tell, and I'm going to say this to the audience you know where there's going to be a great place to go? Panama. <laughs> when they got rid of Noriega, they purely capitalist, the cities are bustling. Uh, it's right. very inexpensive to live there. There's many Americans there. <laughs> because if Hillary right. Clinton wins, I'm thinking about it because hey, we're toast. We are done. And you know what, Ruben? This is the end of the semester. I'm sure there are many students listening, studying for exams, uh, because the, some a lot of the schools are still open tomorrow. I know my college students, fin- well, they finished their exams yesterday. Uh, but a lot of exams are going on today. So you students, you're checking your books. you got one ear on the radio, one ear on the books. So right. we're, we're going to keep this a little lighthearted today. So, Ruben, you want to uh, you, you go further into detail about what's going on over there at the cruise well, headquarters? I'm going to be bringing in uh, some, of the, some of the volunteers, um, supporters, they're going to be coming in, and, and I have a set of questions, and, you, and you're, you know, you're open and free to, to ask them questions too. Um, we will not, we will not uh, reveal anything, anything about the the the, um, the campaign or anything, but it will be just strictly general questions um, because that's what we need to do. I mean, um, you know, we, we are in an election year. Right, but, right, right. And I tell you, I have a lot of respect for Ted Cruz. I loved it when he stood up at the Senate and he called Mitch McConnell a liar, the right. GOP Senate Majority Leader. Um, even though he's in the Senate, I don't regard him as an insider like, like I would even a younger uh, Rubio, who I've mm-hmm. totally written off, and I'm sure many conservative and patriot and Tea Party people wrote him off uh, because of his close collusion with such demonic figures as Chuck Schumer, for instance. And, uh, you know, I crossed swords with Chuck Schumer face-to-face back in the 80s on the, on the Kings Highway uh, New York City subway platform because uh, the subway stop I went to what was a main transit hub in Brooklyn, Kings Highway, uh, many places in Brooklyn that didn't have subway service had buses that would bring the commuters to King's Highway, and then they in turn would board the subways to go into the city. So every time right. there was an election, the politicians were all over the place. And he was all he was there. And he was one of, I give him credit, even though I don't like him. I give him credit. He didn't run away from me like all the other leftist New York City Democrat politicians did when I would challenge him on the platforms or on the subways. And you know the thing I don't understand, Ruben, every time I've done this, 
with politicians in New York City in the 80s before we even heard of a Tea Party. I was I was usually a rabble rouser. Um, the people, right. the, the commuters, would all start cheering me on and cheering, and all this happiness and this party atmosphere would go on. But then when comes election day, they go and they still vote for these idiots. So right. I, I'm confused. But, uh, yeah, so that's why I would write off Rubio. So even though Cruz is in the Senate, I don't consider him an outsider. I was upset when Donald Trump was hurling some insults at him. Uh, I didn't like that. I still vote for Donald, uh, or I would, but uh, I I didn't like the way he was treating uh, Cruz. I think what Rubio was doing totally discounts him as the way he's treating and deceiving about Cruz's record, which is absolutely ridiculous compared to Rubio and, and the uh, Gang of Eight and, uh, you know, the full amnesty crowd. Um, so uh, it, it, it just confirmed all the fears many of us have had about Rubio, well, what he's doing. He's actually running his campaign like a leftist Democrat. You know, the lies, the deceit, the obfuscation, the smokescreen. It's like, stop it. You know, you're supposed to be Republicans. Let's discuss this like the adults we are, and that's the end of it. And it's shameful what Rubio is trying to do to the Cruz campaign. And you know what? I think he's doing it, Ruben, because he's afraid to go after Trump. He's afraid because, you know, Trump has this way of body slamming his critics. So Rubio's going what he thinks is the easy meat compared to Donald Trump, and he's going after Cruz. And I'm glad Ted's standing up to him. Go ahead, Ruben. I'm sorry. No, no, no. What I I wanted to say is that, you know, Ted has a lot of class. Ted Cruz has a lot of class. He's not, you know, he said it from the very beginning. He's not going to go dirty on individuals in his own party. And and one of the things that I like, I mean, I like a lot of things about Ted Cruz, but one of the things that I like about him, he's very consistent. Yes, he, he is. I, what, granted. Granted. Yeah. He, I, I, I haven't seen too many politicians that they stick to their guns. You may not, you may dislike him, you may hate him, but in the end, he is correct in regards that he has integrity and he has values. And and for someone that has been in Washington to still have those qualities, it shows what type of individual, his personality, his character. Yes, I, I agree. Because, yeah, you know, we've I mean, helped here in New Jersey, Ruben, we've helped people elected to Congress. And it's after they're elected and sworn in, and in about a week, it's like invasion of the body snatchers. It's like, is this the same man that I have talked to 15 times at assisted witness office? It's, uh, it seems like a different person. I don't know what happens to them when they go down there. But Ted is an exception. I grant you that, Ruben. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and you know what? It shows in, from the top of the of, of, of leadership here in, in in the state of Iowa, people that are running the show, the 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 integrity, the the what really nice people who are working for the goal is to make and have Ted Cruz as an, as our next president. I mean, the dedication, the focus, 
I mean, that has taken me back. It's, I've worked on other campaigns, and you see people basically not taking it as serious. Yeah, going through the motions, yeah. Yeah, they're going through the motions. Here, everyone, everyone, I can tell you 100%, everyone is, is so dedicated to making sure that on February 1st, when the Iowa caucus are, are held, that the winner is going to be Ted Cruz because of all the hard work that everyone, everyone has given to make, it, to make that happen. And that I have not seen in the campaigns that I've been involved yeah, well, there's no doubt about it, the way he's been moving in Iowa. And uh, all I could say is whether if Ted Cruz is the GOP nominee or not, Ted Cruz, we need, we beg Ted Cruz play a major role in some way, shape, or form uh, after the next election. Like, uh, if, if he isn't the nominee... For instance, Ruben, I would love to see a Ted Cruz Senate Majority Leader. Can you imagine him working with the President Trump? Oh, my God. Oh, the things we would get done. Now, you know, also, I want to put a plug into this. There's already rumblings all over the Internet about a massive campaign to unseat Paul Ryan in uh, his primary. And uh, maybe you and I can make a trip up to Wisconsin at one point. Because I've been to Massachusetts, I've got no problem to go to Wisconsin. I love cheese, I'll tell you that. So I have no problem going up there, but I don't want to go off on a tangent. But Ted, it's mandatory that Ted Cruz play some sort of major role in this country's government in 2016. And woe to us if we don't. And I'll grant you that all day, Ruben, even though I'm a right. true... Trump fan. Mr. Cruz has to play, whether it's maybe, uh, you know, I actually have a Facebook group, the T-Team, and the T-Team is Trump and Ted. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I would love to see a ticket like that, uh, although I still think Ted would be more valuable as a Senate majority leader uh, because he won't uh, be rolling over for the sellout, traitorous, uh, prostitute GOP that we're seeing now, uh, you know, having a Senate majority leader with backbone is something we haven't seen probably in decades, Ruben. Right. Uh, you know, I, 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 I happen to think that his time of being in the Senate is done. He needs to move to the next level because, and I'll tell you why, I think that he's going to be someone that is going to command eventually. Not, not right away. Remember, Ronald Reagan, initially, no one thought that he can win. Yeah, yeah, and he lost the, he lost the primary in 76. He, 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 he didn't have the respect of Tip O'Neill, who was in charge of uh, the, 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 the... Yeah, he was a Democratic of, Speaker of the House, right. akin so, to the former Nancy Pelosi. Right, so you know, I a lot of people compare. Uh, have a, a, a comparison. They make the comparison of Ted Cruz and Ronald Reagan, and, and and to a certain extent, it is similar. Individuals that dislike Ronald Reagan dislike 
Ted Cruz. And you know what? I like that because that tells me, not like when, when Paul Ryan got elected, that Harry Reid and everyone said, oh, my God, he's great for the job. That tells me he, he sold out already. Oh, yeah, and right, they, right. When you they see feel Democrats lauding something, when you see Democrats lauding what something the Republicans did, uh, head for the fallout shelters, jeez, right. because that is not good. Yeah, I know. And then this, we had this budget deal, which, I mean, first, we, uh, the, the last few months we had the Corker Amendment. We had them passing the secretive legislation called TPP that no one right. could copy no one could make notes from, and the legislation was in, like, the basement of the White House. You had to go through, yeah. it was like, get smart, you know, going through all those doors to get to the chief, only to read this legislation. You couldn't even take your cell phone with you because they didn't want people taking pictures of it. So I'm still cringing in fear, that Ruben, because God knows what was in that legislation, and these damned Republicans that all these people donated this money and time and effort to, just roll over for that. Then they roll over with the Corker Amendment, which it was to me was so evident of the GOP intentions on how they cooperate with the uh, Bolshevik commander-in-chief. It's pathetic. And then they went, so and to make sure that the Republicans can't pass any legislation, they increased the filibuster threshold because the filibuster threshold used to be 60. Harry Reid, you know, Harry Reid and his crime family lowered it to 50 and put all these judges through, all this legislation through, the Republicans couldn't block it. The Republicans take the Senate, what do they do? They increase it back up to 60. So now, yeah. 40-something Democrat senators can block everything the Republicans do. Now, don't that's tell me, you know, and that's what, what we call on the street, Ruben. That's heads I win, tails you lose. Mark, that's, uh, I have, I have uh, Mike here. So, yeah, bring him in. Let's oh, get some of that yeah. cruise enthusiasm going, Ruben. Yeah, definitely. If you want to um, ask Mike a uh, question, he's from, from uh, Michigan. So... Wait, which part, lower or upper peninsula? Uh, central. So that's lower, the lower, lower peninsula then, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah okay, I, yeah, because I, I've actually spent time in the UP myself. You know, for a New York boy, it's pretty shocking to say, but I spent time in the UP. So, you know what, instead of asking him a question, how about is there something he wants to share with the audience, get off his chest? Yeah, Sure. Well, I'll just say this. Uh, I'm 30 years old. Uh, I've been a lifelong conservative, but unfortunately, I've well, fortunately, I've had the opportunity to vote in three presidential elections. And I have to say that being 30 years old, this is the first time I've had the opportunity to vote for a true conservative candidate in Ted Cruz. It's actually he's actually unleashed a grassroots army across the country. I've driven down from Michigan all the way to Iowa. Um, you know, I wasn't excited about 08 and McCain. I held my nose and voted for him. And the same goes with Romney in 2012. But you know, this year is different. I really feel the momentum. Um, you know, he's Ted is a constitutional conservative with a proven track record, you know, going back to his time as Solicitor General. And um, the one thing that appeals to me the most about him isn't just his knowledge of the Constitution because he is an expert or his, um, you know, his fierce conservatism. It's the fact that the Washington cartel, as he likes to call it, and the D.C. establishment in both parties really, really dislike him. 
And <laughs> to be frank with you, it kind of it kind of gets me going. I like it. Because yeah, one man that, along, when when the establishment people don't like you, the question I have to ask is, what's not to love? But you know exactly. what I want to ask you? Is this cruise campaign putting you guys up? I mean, are they giving you room and board at least for your efforts? They they are, um, but you know, good, a lot good. of it is. You know, we're not getting we're not getting per diem or anything like that. We're we're paying our way because a lot of us, all of us down here, are, are so passionate about this candidate that. We don't care. We're taking time away from our family. We're sacrificing time around the holiday. We're paying out of our own pockets for food and whatnot because we oh, they know don't that bring in food. Like they don't bring in food for you guys, Mike. They'll have they'll, they'll bring in some food, but you know meals. We, we try to cover our meals. We're responsible conservatives, so we don't want handouts. Exactly. But um, as I was saying, we we know that the country is going down the wrong direction at 100 miles per hour. It's in dire straits. And quite frankly, there's only one candidate in the race that really could reverse course, and uh, we all feel it's pretty strongly about Senator Cruz at this point. Um, well, I'll tell you, Mike, I, adv- I admire Ted Cruz, but uh, please don't say there's only one candidate because I think Donald could do that too, Mr. Trump. But I, I admire, I respect Ted Cruz, and I'll, just like I told Ruben, the co-host, uh, Mr. Cruz had better be playing a major role in some capacity in our government 2016 or we're in real trouble. That's how much I admire Ted. And even though I'm a Trump fan, Ted is the only one I would say that about. For uh, me, it's, Mark, I, it's Trump uh, or, 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 or Cruz. It better be one of those two. Mark, Mark uh, 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 Mike uh, wants to speak. Can I, can I just stop you for a second, Mark? I actually agree with you. But about Donald Trump, but I have to say that you know their their past track records, their past are, are quite different. If you look at Donald Trump, I mean he's saying all the right things now, maybe not as uh, delicately as he should be, but he's brought some important issues to the forefront. However, you have to admit that Donald Trump's past, his his positions are a little bit foggy, and you know I know that a lot of people will say President Reagan, my favorite president, was a Democrat at first, and he switched over to the Republican Party. The problem is that Donald Trump almost has a little bit of uh, schizophrenia when it comes to position. No, no, fully agree. Fully agree. You're talking to another constitutional conservative, and you are correct. However, I just wanted to point out that he was a businessman. He was conducting business on four continents. Now, when you have that wide a net, you have to stay on the good side of the powers that be. Because, for instance, Look at what they did to a General Petraeus. He did about 5% of what Hillary Clinton did. What happened to Petraeus? He gets prosecuted. He gets convicted. What does Hillary Clinton do? I mean, she just about uh, gives out the uh, keys to the fort, and uh, she, does, she hasn't even gotten a rap on the knuckles yet. So there, there's that that goes on. So Donald, being the very smart, shrewd business person, he, he has to play ball. You know, when, when you're at that level, I would think, and if I were at that level, I'd be greasing both ends of the of the spectrum, just like the Saudis do. You know, just like the Arab oil money does, which is what I think is poisoning our politics. But that's a that's a whole other show for another but, day. Mark, so Mark, just Mark, understand let, that, young man. Go ahead, Ruben. Mark, 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 Mark. Let, 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 I want I want to stick. The, the focus of the show tonight has been let, let's focus right, on right, right. So I'm having a discussion with Mike. So Mike, you got what it. What they've seen. Well, hold on, hold on. What they've seen here. 
how they're working together and it's coming from top down, uh, everyone is basically focused on getting Ted Cruz. So let's focus on, 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 on this, uh, of the topic of, of the night, what's happening with the Ted Cruz. We can always talk about the other candidates later. If you have another question, I'll ask um, Mike the question that I have for him. What have you seen in the state of Iowa, the places that you've visited, what has been the reaction to Ted Cruz? Well, a lot of the supporters, I've come across quite a bit of them. I've called about uh, over 1,000 people the last few days, knocked on a lot of doors yesterday. And um, the enthusiasm is very high, obviously. But, it, you know, like I said, in past years when you talk to people about candidates, it's almost like they were being kind of forced to go to the ballot box and go for these people like McCain and Romney. But with Cruz, it's almost like they're, they're throwing all of their last hope into this one man. And it's, to be honest, it, it really emboldens us. It makes us want to work harder for him, want to do whatever we can to uh, put him in the White House. And I'll tell you what, the volunteers could have been even better. I mean, we, at, at the dorms we have here, you have people, you know, making their own way, cleaning clean up after themselves, clean, make it, you know, decorating Christmas, you know, around, around the dorm. It's just, it's a great environment. Everyone's very excited. And I haven't seen anything like it. Like I said, I've been following politics for quite a while. I haven't seen anything like this movement. It's it's pretty impressive. And, and good, Mark, good, good. What, Mark, 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 to add another uh, something else to this, there's going to be people here throughout Christmas and New Year's. Yes, yeah, that is some personal sacrifice that, being away from your family. Is, that is the word yeah, is admirable, Ruben. The yes. word is admirable. That that is I'm 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 taken back by by the level of support, the sacrifice. Now, right? well, you know, now here's something I'm going to share with you that we discovered at the Scott Brown campaign. And even though I'm a Trump fan, I admire what you're doing. And I wanted to tell you this: we uh, we discovered after a week, instead of door knocking, to locate four supporters at key intersections where thousands of motorists will pass by and see you. And we put ourselves strategically all around Boston because that's where we were. And it, see, that seemed, I thought, had a better effect than door knocking because, again, you've got thousands of people who are passing you by. If you're there in the morning rush hour and the evening rush hour, or during the shopping hours when people are going to malls because it's the holidays. Thousands of people are going to see you at these intersections. So if you put out like six crews of four people, two dozen people, have almost fifty to 70,000 people see you waving, be positive, be bubbly, wave your signs for Ted Cruz, and I'm telling you, I think that has more of an impact than, than a door knocking. Mark, this is and Mike. You, I, you, you I just might want to discuss that in your little, uh, or you know, when you go through your little uh, chess maneuvers, you might want to put that on the table, Mike. <laughs> yeah, we actually we do do that every morning. We do sign waving, and the reception is actually wonderful with them. We get a lot of a lot of honks, a lot of thumbs up. Yeah, and, and it's very invigorating because I've done that. And when I was doing it, it was cold up there, man, in Massachusetts. So, uh, I, I, you know, I want to ask you, how's the weather over there in Iowa, by the way? Uh, the weather's actually pretty mild. Um, good, good, say, good. say about 40 degrees. And I'd say it's nice. warm. Yeah, for that <laughs> part of the country, that's good. 
Okay, I'm glad you guys are doing that because, again, I'm a Trump fan, but I have nothing but respect for Ted Cruz. Definitely, and he's definitely. the only other one. All the other candidates, as far as I'm concerned, go over to the bowl and pull the handle, and let's just get rid of them and focus on the matter at hand, which is Trump and Cruz, the only definitely. two worth a damn in this race. Definitely. Uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and, and, and touch on the uh, what we, we're going to see in, in the next couple of weeks before the, uh, the Iowa caucus. I mean, uh, let's focus also on, on and for our audience, what happened at the, uh, at the debate on Saturday, at the DNC debate, where basically um, they're basically keeping uh, Hillary away from being in the prime in the in, in, in the prime time. Uh, yeah, in the spotlight, right? Yeah, they, they constantly schedule it when major sporting events conflict with it. And now Saturday night, I understand, is the least watched TV night of all seven days of the week. Um, yeah, I, and then you, you you heard this story, right? You know, Hillary, of course, you know, she was lying because, first of all, she's a leftist Democrat, so that's the only yeah. thing that's going to come out of her mouth. Uh, she was saying that ISIS is using Donald Trump videos as a recruiting tool. When the facts came out, the only ISIS uh, video they're using for recruiting is Bill Clinton, <laughs> her husband. <laughs> So wow. she accuses Trump of that, and really, well, the fact is, no, it's Bill Clinton. And I guess we're all over 18, or we should be. And in the video, I understand, someone who's seen it, uh, they say they call Bill Clinton the fornicator. <laughs> so he is really not to Trump about ISIS when they're really using her husband. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, there, there's something that popped up in my in my brain this past week, and after after what happened on Saturday to uh, to Uncle Bernie, uh, I think um, I'm going to come up with a petition. We want a petition out there for for Bernie Sanders to run third party. What do you think about that, Mark? Oh yeah, I'm I'm all in favor of that, 100. percent But let let Hillary Fields burn, baby. Because I'll tell you something, if Bernie goes third party, Democrats are done because a lot of the Democrat supporters for Bernie will not go out there and vote for Hillary. What do you think about that? That's an error. I, I, I agree, but I, sadly, I feel the reason for that is is because those supporters uh, do not fully understand the ramifications uh, the negative ramifications that socialism uh, brings to a society. Uh, again, I wanted to point out to the students that it's capitalism that is the radical change of events uh, which empowers the lower and middle class. It's capitalism. Why do you think the United States has all this money? Is it because of socialism? No. It's because of capitalism. We cannot abandon that. Now, I myself have been a victim of capitalism, but that still doesn't mean, you know, just because it it personally reflected negative on me. And what I mean by that, I worked for two firms for 20 years that were bought out by larger firms. Everyone right. laid off, and everything I had done for that company in that decade was just flushed down the drain. You know, and then I went to another company, and the same thing happened. Now, that's what occurs in capitalism. It hurt me, 
uh, personally, but uh, it's, and that's still not going to change my opinion of capitalism. You know, you're not going to see me wearing a chase shirt. You know, that psychopathic killer lunatic. Uh, I wonder if the students know who wear chase shirts, the monster that he was. You know, he was the type of man, Ruben, that, you know, he had to shoot uh, five innocent people with his coffee in the morning, you know, just to get his juices going. He was sick. Right. Or else you have Castro, another butcher. Uh, why is it, students, that these these governments, they quickly gravitate from socialism to Marxism, authoritarianism, dictatorships, whether it's Stalin, Mao, or Hitler, because, again, I remind the audience, Hitler was a national socialist. Hitler was not right-wing. Hitler was a left-winger. He was another left-winger, just like Stalin and Mao. And between these boys, right. over 100 million people were killed, which means almost a billion people were impacted because, you know, your mother's killed and the rest of the family's impacted. The son is killed. The parents are impacted. Uh, I, the poverty, the cruelty, where because right after socialism, the next stop on that train is Marxism dictatorship. Right. And if you don't think that's going on here, you know, students, have you heard the term weaponization of government, which is what's going on? I mean, look at the Wetumpka Tea Party. I forget that woman's name, but after the IRS went after her, which, by the way, the IRS went after our group, you know, Ruben. Lewis Lerner. Her name was... Oh, well, yeah, I can't believe... You know, how is she not in handcuffs? How is that? Well, uh, you know, and I have to yell because I'm getting excited because the again, thievery, again, you have to the remember... Dishonesty, it Mark, Mark, you have to remember... Going. Go ahead. Mark, you have to remember who's, who's, who's in charge of the Department of Justice. You know, oh, yeah, well, I know... First it was Eric Holder. Now now it's right. Loretta Lynch who's who's Holder would address. Go ahead, Ruben. Yeah. I'm sorry. So you so you can't you can't expect anything significant that's going to punish any of these individuals that have committed these actual crimes against against conservatives. Uh, you won't see that happen until there's a there's a, a conservative in the White House that's going to. Follow the rule of law. That's not going to change. Right. You see, we were founded. We're supposed to be a nation of laws, not of men. We are now a nation of men, not of laws. Here in New Jersey, we had our governor, Corzine, who in the financial industry committed financial sacrilege. Uh, right. I just can't believe this man stole billions of – took. Billions of dollars of customer money, which students, this could have been your father's IRA, your mother's uh, 401 that were invested in this company. He took the customer's money, invested it on behalf of his corporation, did bad investments, and lost it. That is, in the financial industry, I'm telling you, major leak, sacrilege, Against the law, this man wasn't even indicted, and, and you know. And then there's Charles Rangel, you know, the man who had a 
47 rent control departments all over Manhattan and was using them as campaign offices uh, on top of other things. He also goes gets off scot-free. Well, of course, Sorry. we've got Hillary, who not only the email scandal, which is worse, well, what's worse to me is her influence peddling. You know, how did it drop so quickly from the public narrative that a Russian corporation gave the Clinton Foundation over $100 million, and then the Secretary of State, who happened to be Clinton, signed off on this Russian company who now owns half of the uranium in North America. The State Department had to sign off on it. No one was signing off on it. Hillary Clinton gets over $100 million in the foundation, and voila. And there are countless incidences like that, whether it's a company was looking for arms deals or other things like that, they would make donations to the Clinton Foundation, and whatever they were petitioning our government for became approved. Where is the public discourse about that? That, to me, is worse even than this, this email garbage. Uh, well, I say, if I were General Petraeus, I would immediately file an, an appeal. You know, the man did 5 to 10% of what Hillary Clinton did with email. He gets prosecuted. Hillary Clinton, uh, so far she's gotten a pass. What, what let's, 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 uh, Mike, let's stay focused focus on, uh, on the presidential race. Let's stay focused on that. Uh, case. I know, I, I was staring at the Hillary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think there's been a decline in 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 Ben Carson? What, what what's what's your take back on him? You know, I always liked Ben. Uh, I respected him because if you forget, he was hurled into the national scene because he told Obama about the sins of Obamacare right to his face. You know how dare he challenge? A, you know, I also call him Jackass. I call him Jackass, but I also call him. Generalissimo Hussein, uh, Ben Carson had the guts and the wherewithal to chastise Obamacare at that breakfast he was at with Obama. If you forget, that's where Ben Carson all of a sudden zoomed. Uh, he looked, he was a little weak on foreign policy. And I think what turned people away from him, I, I don't think, People see that passion, that fire, that grit in his belly that we see with the Trump and the Cruz, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we don't see it with anyone else. You know, I call it righteous indignation. And there's nothing wrong with being angry. There's nothing wrong with being ticked. When you see injustices and crimes and illegalities going on and getting a pass, there's nothing wrong, students, with being upset. That's a perfect, normal human reaction. So I see Ted and Trump with that. Those are the only two. Now, I tell you what, well, why don't you bring in a female staffer, Ruben? Well, uh, some of them have left already uh, because they stopped, they stopped calling at a certain time here. Um, right, right. Yeah, you can't so, call so, at a certain time. So I, I basically have... Um, I had another individual, but he he, he basically um, had to step out. So I have two individuals because most most of them um, are there's a new batch of individuals that are coming, and there's a batch that are leaving. So it, it, it basically is it, is it, it, definitely a lot of people involved. But 
the reason I, I had Mike come in because Mike had driven here from the state of Michigan, and and he's a professional, and he's basically willing to take days off. Uh, weeks. It sounds like weeks he's taken off, not just days, Ruben. Right, no, right. But I'm saying, I'm just saying days just to let the audience understand that basically this is a professional. It's not someone who's sitting home to, to do that. That to me took, you know, I was astounded that he would basically, you know, money that he can make, he's willing to basically sacrifice. Yes, no, it's- speaks volumes. It does speak it does. volumes, it Ruben, does. to his sincerity, to his honesty. And I, I admire all these people. And I only hope if Trump wins that these people will channel some of that enthusiasm into helping Trump beat Hillary. And if it's Ted, I will help them defeat Hillary. I'll help Ted I'll do everything I can to defeat Hillary. Because if Hillary wins, I'm telling you, this Panama is looking good to me, Ruben. Uh, I, I want out of here. And it's not just because she would win. It's because I would have zero faith in an electorate that could make right. the consummate error of electing well, someone like her. Who, First of all, you know, I, I, I just love this this public narrative they try and present, that all the Democrats are so smart, they're so educated, they're so knowledgeable, where Hillary Clinton is like a, basically a couple of notches over sedimentary rock with her intelligence. I mean, and she's not the sharpest knife in the drawer, as opposed to like a Ted Cruz, who's done yes. arguments before the Supreme Court and won, as opposed to a Donald Trump, who's built an international conglomerate empire of billions of dollars, uh, guess what? No stupid idiot can do what he did either. But Hillary Clinton, well, I haven't seen what she did. Uh, I don't see any accomplishments with her. Aside from uh, quelling Bill's bimbo eruptions, I don't see much of what Hillary Clinton has done. Well, I, I have a surprise for you, Mark, uh, and I have a surprise for uh, for Doreen. Um uh, I'm I'm in the works. It's in the works of um, I'm I'm probably going to be getting uh, Roger Stone, who used to work for Donald Trump, to come on the on, on the program. Nice, nice. Because I've got a couple of ideas for this Mr. Trump, which uh, if it's Ted Cruz, I want to share them with the campaign. Because I'll tell you where I live. I, I live in a, in a it's a fairly wealthy area, wealthy township, but I'm on the blue collar side of town. I've never seen these blue-collar guys. You know, I never saw them rooting for Obama or anything. These guys, I'm telling you, I am shocked at how many blue-collar guys are going for Trump. Now, if Ted won, I'm sure they would switch over and go for Ted. But I haven't, and just being that it's blue-collar, a lot of union guys, you know, normally they'll vote Democrat. Not this time. Not this time. Whether it's Trump or Ted, I see them swinging the other way. You know what they used to call the Reagan Democrats, right? Like the 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 the, uh, the blue dogs. Yep, the blue dogs. And, and God uh, bless it. God God bless it. Because you know one thing, like like my, my I have four sons, adult sons. They're all libertarian, basically. You know, at least I got them libertarian. You know, and not uh, leftist idiots, you know, because they've come through the educational system. But uh, the the thing I try to impress on them is 
have you they've never seen a, someone run for office and win 49 of 50 states. The only state Reagan lost in his second shot, not even his first term. This is his second election. He wins 49 of 50 states. The only state he lost was the home state of the Democratic candidate, Mondale, Mondale, and he only lost by uh, thousands of votes. He almost literally swept the table. And I am trying in part on my sons, and I will do the same to our students listening and remind our Tea Party people, that's how popular this man was. Now, you're not going to see Obama winning 49 or 50 states because as vast and as extensive and well-funded as a Democrat election fraud machine is, it's not that widespread. You know, I know that right, they right. focus on a few well, states, Virginia, Ohio, Florida. That's where all the Democratic, uh, Nevada, uh, they also do because I was friends with Sharon Angle, and I saw right. what they did with her. Uh, it, it, it's pathetic. So students, imagine 49 of 50 American states voting for the same person. This is what we had with Ronald Reagan. Now, was he perfect? No. Is anyone perfect? No. Is America perfect? No, but I'll tell you what, you point to a different, besides Panama now, (laughs) you point to another spot on God's earth that you'd rather be than here, and I'm all ears. We're not going to focus on on Panama. We're going to focus on on, on getting our country back. Now, let's, let's, uh, in the last uh, 14 minutes uh, that we have, when we talk, uh, I want to discuss and, and let the audience know that uh, there was an incident that happened uh, a couple of days ago in in, in Vegas, uh, where there was a, uh, about 40 people who were injured. Um, and I, I think, that, correct me if I'm wrong, up to this moment, they have not basically said that it was like a terrorist act. It was. It was a lady driving. You talk about the lady driving the car. The lady that was driving the car and the lady that actually started saying Alu Bakar. You know, she the, was saying uh, that as she was running over these people? Correct. They, they didn't rip her out of the car and tear her limb from limb? They did not. Uh, but the, the most concerning aspect of that whole incident is that the police, the sheriff in, in Vegas, did, does not want to go ahead and, and say that this was an act of terrorism. Oh, well, yeah. You know what's going on, Ruben. They are going to try and bury any sort of Muslim savagery occurring in the United States because each attack ramps up the support for both Trump and Cruz. Because I love the way Ted Cruz said he would carpet bomb them and turn the sand to glass. I got a real kick out of that. Uh, because well, that's how have, I feel. You know, we still have I, I, one huge fleet of B-52s. I, I don't have a problem with them. You know, you know, they need to go, and 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 we can't we can't sit back and wait for them to attack us. We gotta be the aggressive uh, aggressor. We have to go after them. You know, remember what Ronald Reagan did. I mean, with, with Gaddafi. When he made he said, some, yeah, he, he he that that was a win with Reagan and Gaddafi. But he also yeah, made he, a few he, mistakes over there. Uh, uh, yeah. Of course, I mean, you they're, know, they're, 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 
there, there, there's bound to, you know, in those events, there's bound for someone to make a mistake. But what I'm saying, what my point to everyone to understand is, when Reagan took that position of going ahead and bombing uh, Gaddafi, he sent a message to Gaddafi: Do not mess around with the U.S. with the United States. Yeah, and Gaddafi fell right in line after that. Right. He he basically changed his ways. He, he, did, he did a complete one eighty. We had a commander in chief that was basically telling the world, "Do not mess around with us. Do not mess with us." And that we don't have today, Mark. We don't. No. We have oh, we. Who, this who, guy, who, what are you kidding? You know uh, how many people now are wondering if he's playing for the other side? For God's sakes, you know. Right. And it's something I wanted. I know we're talking about the thing, but I just can't hesitate pointing these things out to the students. Here you have, you know, we were having this discussion about whether to take in Syrian refugees. Well, hold on a second, because we've already taken in over 100,000. However, why don't they allow in Syrian Christians or Iraqi Christians? They're only allowing in Muslims. What does that tell you, students? Because if you really care, you don't give a damn. I don't care if you're a Muslim, if you're an atheist, or if you're a Christian. If you're fleeing torture and death, you, you, you know, we have sympathy for you. But that's not what we have going on in Washington. Wait a second. If you're a Muslim, you can come in. If you're Christian, uh, not so much. You know, they've actually deported Christian families back to Iraq, Ruben. They held them in California, they held them in pens, and then they shipped them back. Now, if you're coming, if you're Mexican or Central American, here's here's all all the benefits America has to offer. If you're a Muslim from the Middle East, here's all the benefits America has to offer. If you're a Christian from the Middle East, go to hell. Well, what the hell is that? Let me me tell you something. Another incident that happened this week, I, I don't know if you were paying attention or anyone else that is listening to us was paying attention, but there was a Miss Universe from Puerto Rico. She basically came out and said when she saw Michael Moore, that fat slob, saying that we are all, we are all Muslims. Basically, well, you know what's funny? Said, if we were all Muslims, I'm, it's funny he didn't get decapitated, but continue. Right, so this young lady who is brave enough to go out there and say that, no, what have they done? Wherever they've gone, they've created problems. So she gets suspended, Miss Puerto Rico. Miss Puerto yeah, Rico is suspended because she basically expressed, you know, expressed herself. So you have to understand the Arab oil money has they've all sold out the Arab oil money. They're worse than prostitutes. They're it's it's just angering. I have nothing but disdain for anyone with that who, who wants to censor someone talking. Now you're a conservative constitutionalist, me too. I you want to be a leftist and espouse leftist malarkey. You know, I'd love to do it face-to-face with you or on the air so I can contest it, but we're a free country. But that doesn't work that way if you don't tell the radical leftist or the pro-Muslim line, you have to shut up. You have to be censored. Students, that is not what, you know, that is not who we are. You know, you hear all jackass 
constantly going, that is not who we are. Like, first of all, he would know who the hell Americans are and what we think. Now, this has nothing to do with his birth certificate or anything, but the man spent his tender years in foreign nations, and he obviously does not have an American mindset. There's no doubt about it. It's, it's evident every day. Uh, maybe we should ask the Christian families deported back into the arms of ISIS so the well, women's folk could be raped and tortured and the men killed. Let's ask them. Well, Go ahead, let, let me let me let me let me let me let me um, uh, interject in that. I I um, I have learned that in Europe, in Europe, those anti-hate speeches are basically punishable by going to prison. Uh, in France, you cannot criticize, you cannot uh, say anything about that is negative about. The Muslim community. Otherwise, you get taken to court and even to prison. Well, it's going to happen here if you don't forget. The day after San Bernardino, I mean, the bodies haven't even the corpses haven't even been cleaned off yet. And our vaunted Attorney General is saying, "Well, if anyone does hate speech against Muslims, we're going to prosecute you." Hello, can you at least wait with your propaganda and deceit until these people are buried? For God's sakes. She, they actually had to do it the next day. I was so irritated with that woman. Right, right. But, but what, my point about the, what's happening in Europe and that, it's tough, that they're trying to do the same thing here by passing legislation because all, all these Arab countries are basically buying off a lot of our politicians to pass legislations to curb the, the, the criticism against the jihadists. Oh, but but Ruben, we have a Republican Congress. They should be stalwarts for American values, shouldn't they? Ha ha ha. Yes, definitely. No, I I, I agree. What 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 I'm saying is that we as Americans need to wake up and, and realize that what's happening in Europe, where there's no such thing as freedom of expression, freedom of speech at all. The Arab countries and the, and the sheiks that have been donating and giving money to a lot of these politicians to pass legislations, laws that impact everyone else but that themselves. I, I know it, it's it's sickening. I oh, find it sickening, sickening that that a human being can sit there. And go, you know what? I'm going to take this money and I'm going to sell out over 300 million Americans so that I can go out and buy a BMW. Uh, you know, Ruben, I'm getting to the point where I can understand why the French introduced the guillotine into French politics. That's how I feel. You know, if they had only done it a few months and stopped. Uh, maybe history would have looked a lot better on them, but they, they went a little nuts towards the end. But at the beginning, uh, when they introduced the guillotine, I could see that. I, I mean, which is, I think, is a sick thing to say, but that's how disgusted I am with the rot coming out of D.C., whether Republican or Democrat. And oh, by the way, audience, Reuben is a Republican, and I am a Democrat. So we've got both sides of the aisle represented. Right. Now, excuse me, being a Democrat doesn't mean, you know, I have to wear a Chase shirt 
and wave a mouth flag. No, all Democrats aren't like that. Uh, that you know, uh, that's just something again where the left skews the public narrative. So everyone thinks, oh, all of Democrats are like this. All Democrats are leftists. All Democrats want to give uh, millions of dollars or billions of dollars to undocumented immigrants or potentially life-threatening Muslim refugees. No, all Democrats don't want that. That's why Donald Trump's so popular. That's why Ted yeah. Cruz is becoming more popular. Right. So we got we got two minutes before we uh, we uh, close the um, and end the. Yeah, you know what, Ruben? Off. I'm going to shut up and I'm going to let you wrap it up. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I, I my my conclusion of this trip to uh, to the state of Iowa is that we still have a lot of Americans that believe that. Our country, our great country, still is a great country and will continue to be a great country. And they will continue to work very hard to maintain and, and, that, and believe that their, the future is going to be better than what it is today. And that they will recover. They will recover. That we will recover from the eight years that we've had with this president. And, 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 and the circle of crooks around them. Go ahead, sir. Right. It has proven to me in, on this trip that people are willing to sacrifice. The people are still willing to sacrifice for what they believe. And believing that what they're doing will have a successful end. And I think the people of Iowa... Our respect and appreciate the fact that so many people are coming from so many different states. As far as as far as California, I met two individuals that drove from California to the state of Iowa. Another wow. person drove from New York. Then we have people from Alabama, and what's more more impressive, Mark. And, and our audience, half of the people here have been college students from the age of 19 to 24. That's great. That is critical because we are always saying that our, 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 the youth, the millennials, are basically not really involved in politics. Well, I have actually seen half of the volunteers here have been kids from Age 19 to 24. You know, I that, made some great friends day going up to Massachusetts. I hope the same happens to you over there in Iowa, Ruben. You know, I have some lifelong friends I've gained from there. Although one of them, you know, and I'd like to mention his name, a true patriot. He passed away recently, Dave Mrochek. He passed away. He was my roommate. In Massachusetts, I stayed with him for weeks. A terrific okay. a Vietnam veteran. He was right. a Virginian and a fine man. These are the type of people, students, that are going to help Ted Cruz. So you better stand up and take notice. And just do me a favor, students. If someone stands up and says, I'm voting for Hillary, will you slap him for me, please? You know, don't make it too hard, but uh, an open-hand slap will get your point across. <laughs> and, Ruben, definitely, I'm going to wrap up with God Bless America, and you go, Ruben. You wrap it up. Definitely, definitely. Uh, next week we have 
a fascinating show. We're going to have an expert on illegal immigration. And we'll be back next Tuesday at the same time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central Time, for another segment of this show that's sponsored by Students for a Better Future. Have a good night. Okay. Good night, folks. All right.